how my journey with veganism started is remember back when we're talking about my middle school years where I was kind of like a rebel (laughs) and I kind of wanted to like fall out of the norm and I didn't want to conform well I did have a friend that was a vegetarian I think her her and her mom were both vegetarians I think it was more for animal reasons like they both love animals then I was kind of like oh like I went to her house one day for like a sleepover And they had veggie pizza instead of like regular pizza. And I just kind of experienced like, oh, wow, like you guys can do this. They were vegetarians, they ate eggs. But I was kind of like, hmm, maybe I should do it too. And so I quickly also became vegetarian after seeing that it's easily done. She was my best friend at the time. And I saw that she was so passionate about it. And it totally made sense to me. Why would I eat animals if I love them? Like that just makes no sense. It's like such a dichotomy. Like how can you say you love something? and then support like the killing and eating of them. It really doesn't make sense. Like you can't say I love dogs, but then like turn a blind eye when stray dogs are abandoned or not treated well. You can't you can't say that. Like you can't say that you love something and then be totally unopposed when they are not being treated well or literally being killed. So I kind of took a problem to that. Like I can't say that I love animals and still eat them. And at the time, I think I was like 13 in middle school, maybe 12. But that's when I realized, like, I've always loved animals so much. Ever since being a kid, like, I always felt this strong connection and bond and interest to animals. Like, if I had a special superpower, I probably would want to be able to communicate with animals. And so I kind of also decided to go vegetarian. And I genuinely loved it. I just did it overnight. Like the next morning, I think my my grandma made some food and I told her like, I'm not going to eat this. I just told you guys over dinner last night that I was going to be vegetarian in front of the whole dinner table in front of all of my family. (laughs) And I guess no one really took me seriously. But they saw that I was serious when the next morning I would refuse to eat whatever was made. And I was like, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat something else. So they quickly learned that I was actually serious and this was actually going to be a long-term thing I was vegetarian for four years through middle school and at the time I honestly don't feel like I did the best as far as making sure I met all of my nutrient requirements because you're a teenager like when you're 12 to like 15 16 what are you thinking about you're not thinking about oh my gosh am I meeting enough b12 or vitamin d intake (laughs) so hindsight I wish I I was a little harder myself on that I mean I probably took vitamins here and there but it was not like a consistent regimen like I have now shame on me because I was always interested in nutrition so if anyone would have known better it should have been me like I always knew I wanted to do something that involved health or nutrition knowing me I should have given myself harder standards on making sure I ate a balanced diet, which I basically just kind of ate vegetarian, but I didn't try really hard to like make sure I was getting supplements, if that makes sense. But anyway, I did do that for four years and I felt great. Like I love being able to say I I am vegetarian because I love animals. Like, hello, it just makes sense to me. And then at some point I was visiting family in China And I was there for like three months, one summer, I think it was the summer of my, I believe it was like the summer of my junior year in high school. I think I read an article somewhere that was like, women who are vegetarian age faster. (laughs) There was apparently research, or I don't even remember, it was like from some magazine, definitely not reputable, where someone wrote an article that was like, 
Um, oh, it's possible or it's seen, commonly seen that women who are vegetarian or vegan tend to age faster. Now thinking back, I'm just like, what? Like, what does that even mean? And of course, when you're in your teenage years, you're like a young teenage girl. I was like super motivated with fitness and looking good and eating well and exercising and having a certain look. Reading that kind of like scared me. I was like, oh my gosh, am I like prepping myself for failure? What is this? <laughs> like, am I going to age quicker than my cohort just because I'm vegetarian? Like, I'm going to look older when I'm younger or lose my memory faster. I don't want that. And so that kind of loaded the gun. And then my family kind of took it as an advantage to kind of like push me further. And I think that's what pushed the trigger. I mean, my family are like great. They've always been really accommodating with my diet and they always make me substitutes at home and they'll always make me something alternative. And they themselves have said that they've enjoyed the fact that I've gone vegetarian because they themselves have to force themselves to eat more vegetables now. And they've all embraced it like, oh, it's great. Now we cook a lot more vegetables because of you. And we always eat family style that's like traditional to Chinese families. So they've always thought it was great and commended me on, on being firm to my beliefs. And they've been appreciative that it's helped them eat healthier also. But I think my grandma and my mom saw this as like a weak point And they were like, well, you know, like they were trying to convince me to start eating animal products again somehow I think I don't know what happened I think I didn't have like a good support group of other vegans around me veganism is not really really a big thing in China I don't think everyone eats a lot of meat over there lots of oil and if you're a vegetarian you're probably a monk <laughs> in China so it's not like a big movement here in Denver or Seattle or there's like so many vegan businesses and people that are vegan for like a certain reason and they have like strong convictions for it. I was there in the summer for three months and then I slowly started actually eating animal foods again. I always like feel guilty talking about it, but it's, it's what happened. So I came home that summer and I told my husband, okay, I'm actually not vegetarian anymore. And he was like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, my husband's always been very chill about whatever I do. I think he might have asked me, are you sure about that? Like, he was a little bit concerned, like, why? But I think overall, he was like, okay, whatever, you know, feels comfortable for you. So I just stopped being vegetarian for like four years. Now, that part almost feels like it never even happened to me because it just went by so quickly that then I started one day starting to educate myself on what the point of all of it was like why did I even go vegetarian if I could so easily switch back into eating omnivorous I was scrolling on Pinterest one day I don't know back in the day when I went to school this was like 2010 2011 oh well I started college in 2011 I guess but like around this time we didn't have TikTok I feel like college students, I, I, people that would sit in the front of the class with their laptops, I'd see the girls scrolling through Pinterest, okay, during lecture. So at the time, everyone was on Pinterest. I think Pinterest was a big thing. And I loved Pinterest because I love saving recipes and DIY stuff. And I'm a collector of all things and hobbies. So I think I ran across some articles about plant-based eating and vegan diets. And I started reading and things seemed to really make sense and come out at me. And then I think I found some videos on YouTube. The first one I saw was of, okay, warning, a little bit graphic. So if you are not in the mood to hear something graphic, <laughs> 
I would maybe skip the next minute or two. But I got into like a rabbit hole of researching more about what it is to be vegan or vegetarian. I accidentally like came across a video on the egg industry of how baby chicks are hatched and then sexed in the factory. So the factory worker has to roughly determine if this chick is most likely female or male, which is actually very difficult to tell when they're baby chicks. So there's some errors there, but they kind of roughly look at their anus area and they'll throw the female chicks on one side of the conveyor belt, male chicks on the other side. And the female chicks are the ones that will grow up to be egg laying hens. And this is done in all of the egg industry. It's widely done. Every egg industry does this, every egg company or whatever. Even if you buy something that says like happy hen or pasture raised eggs, they're still going to do this because they have no need for the male chicks. So the male chicks get discarded and they literally either get discarded. There's like a conveyor belt that takes them into a meat grinder or into a plastic bag and they get suffocated at the end of the day and thrown out. So that watching that was so graphic to me that I was like, excuse me, is this real? Like this can't be real. Like I'm pretty sure I bawled into tears that day that I was like, this cannot be reality, right? Like we see baby chicks when we're little, like for Easter, our parents get them for us and whatever. Like in China, baby chicks was like a big thing. I mean, they're not the healthiest and it's like, should be illegal probably, but buying baby chicks as pets when you're little is kind of like a big thing. So everyone kind of feels fondly about chicks and baby, seeing baby chicks on in Easter and things like that. So seeing something so cruel to me and just like a massive disregard of life was just appalling to me that I just could not believe it. It was funny because there's actually a South Park episode about this when I watched it like later on as an adult. I was like, yeah, like I'm glad South Park made an episode about it because this is real. It was either Stan or Kyle. They found out about this and they... (laughs) I think we're like touring the factory one day or something. And then they smuggled the male chicks out because he knew what would be destined for them if he didn't save them. And then he saved the male chicks and raised them in his bedroom. And then they eventually got bigger and became roosters. And he was like, now what? (laughs) But that's the reality. If these egg production companies don't get rid of the male chicks, they're going to end up raising them. And then you wonder like, oh, um, well, can't they use the male chicks for meat? So at least it's not wasteful. Well, unfortunately, there's different types of chickens. Some are raised for meat and some are raised for eggs because they have been bred to lay a certain amount of eggs per year, which naturally chickens only lay a few eggs a year. It's not that they lay an egg every day, but genetically we've bred the chickens in the egg industry to produce an egg every day or two and that is so not normal so they're making like 300 eggs a year which in the wild they don't even come close to that they maybe make like 12 or 16 eggs a year so that also was just like horrible for me to learn that we've altered an animal's menstrual design so much for them to bear this weight of laying an egg every single day and it can be a painful process too and then the second video i ran into was um i think it was like protesters or animal activists that were 
recording the pig's conditions when they're being transported. So sometimes when you're driving on the freeway, you see transport trucks with the holes in it, right? And I always like my heart just sinks whenever I pass by one of those. And when I pass by, I hope I don't see any animals in there. And there's been people that have recorded like the conditions when they're cramped in there. It's it's like so appalling. It's so disgusting that they're just these pigs are just like shoved into these um, trailer trucks that are being driven across states to be slaughtered. Just like how some of them die along the way, and it's just terrible conditions. It's hot in there. So that was like another video that I remember distinctly seeing before I had gone vegan. But that just made me question things really about like, what are we doing? And then there was another video, I think before all this, kind of like what started me into this rabbit hole was in one of my nutrition classes, one of the instructors, she wasn't like trying to push her views on us or anything. She wasn't even vegan, but she always encouraged us to think critically and analyze research and not just take people's word for things for what we're learning. But she showed us videos in class of there's this Tyson chicken farm where they did a documentary about one of the the farmers that worked for Tyson and just kind of like the the conditions in one of those I guess greenhouses or whatever those type of tent houses things that the chickens live in these were meat chickens and it was just horrible like there's just dead chickens everywhere they're just like walking all over each other they're like sick and they're just giving them antibiotics for that but it's think about like you're eating that that you literally are what you eat like that's literally true so just think about like all the suffering and the pain and the antibiotics and drugs and the chemicals that are going into your system she did kind of make an impression on that when she introduced us us to that which i think is important and it should be done more where I mean, we're nutrition majors. We are the people that are going to be going out there to share the truth about health and promoting wellness in the community and the world. So why aren't we being taught this regularly in our curriculum of our food science and agriculture processes, which is just stunning to me that most of us have no clue how our food comes from farm to table. Literally, we have like this idyllic scenic view of how it's done because we've seen commercials of like happy cows pasturing and for got milk commercials and stuff like that but it's really not like that in reality so I'm really glad that at least someone was able to like one of my instructors did give us a little bit of like hey this is something to think about without being pressuring or trying to change our views on anything but I feel like that should be done like why can't we teach that normally in school anyway this is the truth this is our industry this is how agriculture (laughs) functions and these are how our food system functions and these are the impacts on animal welfare and our environment which all of that turns around and impacts us directly as humans as we live on this planet and another idea that she introduced with us is that Milk actually has been researched to cause, aka growth is how she phrased it, like quote, quote, growth in the body. And she almost didn't want to say it out loud, like it's taboo or something. But why should it be taboo if it's just honest science that's been observed through time? And if anything, that's like the most honest thing that we deserve to learn about as students 
that she was telling us, like, think about it. Milk is something that you drink as a baby to grow, right? So when you drink it as an adult, it also encourages other growths, aka cancer. (laughs) It just totally makes sense. And she was like, I'm not saying anything for sure, but just look into it. If you are interested, the research is there. Things like this, it's like, why don't we talk about it way more than just being hush-hush about it? Like, oh, well, you know, maybe, but no one knows for sure. Well, honestly, there are things that we already know for sure about how food impacts our bodies directly and our health and certain chronic conditions. But why are we so shy and secretive about talking about it? The answer to that I can only give you is watch Cowspiracy. The documentary on Netflix, it's like conspiracy, but spelled with a W, so cowspiracy, which you'll see just like how much politicians and food industries and big, big, powerful, rich players affect all of this and how environmentalists and animal rights activists have literally been incriminated from trying to speak up and talk about the the importance of environmental health like there's literally people that have like disappeared aka been killed because of them trying to be the voice of the planet and the voice for the animals they treat them like maximum security criminals so you can really just see how much conspiracy is involved in all of our food systems and how money and and power and position just really is not helping with any of that that's the documentary that i really highly recommend everyone to watch it's Conspiracy, the sustainability secret. It's the same maker as the person who made Seaspiracy, which I actually still haven't watched yet, but I've heard it's really insightful and I'm sure it is. I've seen Blackfish also. That's also a great, great documentary and why I boycott SeaWorld. Like I don't recommend anyone go there. If you watch Blackfish, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. And then of course, Seaspiracy that goes beyond that and talks about the environment of the ocean and Cowspiracy that just talks about the environment of the planet as a whole and just how much you're voting with your fork, voting with your food dollars truly, truly matters. Starting a podcast can feel overwhelming to say the least. I was there not too long ago. For example, did you know you need to pick a server to host and automatically update your podcast feed? Luckily, I found out about Buzzsprout at the perfect timing and have been loving it. So if you or someone you know is thinking about starting a podcast, look no further than Buzzsprout. Sign up using the link in the show notes to get started for free and see how you like it for yourself and receive a $20 Amazon gift card after you upgrade to a paid plan. Since then, I, again, like overnight went vegan and that was in 2014. So it's been eight years now. I actually, yeah, yeah, I just passed my eight year mark for being vegan. And I honestly could not have it any other way. Now that I've been educated and no longer ignorant about where our food comes from and how it affects our bodies and the planet, I just can't fathom going back at all. This is the only way, honestly, being vegan is like part of my identity now i'm like trying not to be like annoying about it because i know it's a meme thing where people (laughs) feel like vegans are super pushy or annoying but i honestly am not that person okay if you hang out with me i'll go to whatever restaurant you want to go to as long as i can order what i want (laughs) so it's really not a problem like i'll eat anywhere i have no problem 
in any restaurant or any person's house, like I will just order from the menu and talk to the waiter if needed to explain that I, I can't have dairy or eggs or cheese or milk or any animal products. So it's really no problem. I'm definitely not high maintenance when it comes to that. And I don't push on anyone else either. I'm just happy to educate and kind of change perspectives and allow people to be open-minded without feeling like they're being judged. So if you, if you ask me a question, like I will answer it, but if you start getting defensive with me, I will have all the points that I can back up my arguments too. So that's why I have no patience for like people that just constantly argue and are belligerent about their ideas about why someone should not be vegan. But I'm kind of like, you're the one asking me questions. So, <laughs> so you, I mean, I'm just telling you because you want to know. It's not because I'm trying to convince you or anything. But that's what I mean. Like, if people have questions, I'm happy to talk about it. Other than that, I try not to like, I'm, I'm not like, I don't introduce myself. Like, I'm Roxy and I'm a vegan. <laughs> but it's really funny because sometimes I have friends that will do that. Like, right away, they'll just be like, oh, she's vegan. Like, it's so interesting or something. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. Thank you for just revealing me like that. That's fine. <laughs> but I think part of it is that food is so encompassing in our daily lives that, I mean, you eat three times a day. So most of the times you're like in front of people, maybe if you're eating at work or something, or people talk about like, oh, what restaurants do you like? Just food is just so commonly talked about in everyday interactions that I think that's why we get kind of a bad rap for always announcing that they're vegan as soon as they walk into a bar or whatever, which is not true. I just feel like it's just so easy to talk about food that anytime it comes up in conversation, it's a little hard to diverge from that or keep it a secret. Like I'm not trying to keep it a secret. I just try not to talk about it if it's not needed. So I just minimalize it in conversation. Unless it's like super relevant, I will indicate that I'm vegan, but I try not to bring it up every chance I get, obviously, unless one of my friends outs me <laughs> or just volunteers that fact about me to a new person that I meet, which is just really funny to me, I think. Yeah, that's why I try to live a vegan lifestyle as much as possible. Just being vegan is a little like more, it involves a bit more than saying that you're plant-based, for example, because vegan also encompasses a philosophical approach about how you live. So I'm, I'm definitely not perfect, but I try my best to recycle, reuse, repurpose things and I try to be mindful of my water use I try to reuse clean water if I can like to water my plants it's a definitely a deal breaker when I'm shopping for cars that they cannot have leather seats I'm very adamant about that because I would just feel so uncomfortable driving around knowing that I'm sitting in literal skin of a dead animal like that just I mean even if I wasn't vegan I feel like it just wouldn't sit well with me like even though they make the leather look really nice and shiny and there's no blemishes on it, but just knowing the fact that a cow was raised for the purpose of making a leather seed, that's just so indignifying and I'm not going to have any part of that. So there are these certain things like that where I am really strict on. I will not buy any leather um, belts or anything like that. Um, sometimes it's a little hard with the clothing just because it's not super transparent where certain fabrics or materials come from to make the product but for example like vans i looked into it and there are certain styles that use glue where it 
does have animal ingredient like bone or um, like cow or horse bone that makes the glue. But there are other styles that come with a vegan glue. So I will opt for those styles. But it's just like I try to do it as much as practically possible so that I can avoid using animal products in my daily life. And of course, always shopping cruelty-free, non-animal tested cosmetics, like my hair dye that I get. I know that it's a company that does not test on animals, makeup, things like that. So I do try to do an extra step of research before I make those purchases. But I totally understand if you're like a beginner and you're just wanting to try it out, like there are gonna be some slip ups here and there, which is totally fine. There's probably times where you, you'll find out, oh, I didn't realize that these shoes were not vegan or um, this food I thought looked vegan to me, but I guess there was like an ingredient that I didn't know about. So there's going to be slip ups. Oh, like alcohol, for example, is a big thing. Um, I think this site is still up. It's called Barnivore, where they make it really easy for you and they have all the brands of alcohol beverages and they tell you for sure if it's vegan or not. And you're probably thinking like, what? Why is alcohol not vegan? Well, some of the way that it's distilled or processed uses certain animal ingredients like bones like to filter and also fish bladder. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But that's just something you learn when you're researching into veganism. Like I would have never guessed. And I don't really drink alcohol too, so it doesn't really bother me. But, but yeah, Barnivore is a website I've recommended to people before. You can like literally search up like, okay, this wine brand, let's see if it's 100% vegan, if they don't use fish bladder in the filtration process of the alcohol. So that's just like something to keep in mind of. I mean, don't worry if you're just starting out and you still are trying things or using meat alternatives. Like those are great for transition phase. Things that taste like meat and eggs that you can easily buy now at your store or order online. That's no problem. So take full use of those if that's something that you want to transition into. Just live how you feel feel most comfortable and most fulfilled I guess don't worry about what people will say like a lot of the times people ask me like oh I totally want to go vegan but I feel like my spouse or my parents or whoever there's always going to be an excuse of people that don't understand or don't support you in your decision but just remember like they're not trying to come from a bad place but maybe you just need to be that person to like educate them and just kind of like have open dialogue well like did you know this like did you know that voting with your fork matters and it and affects um the coral reefs and it affects rainforests and it affects your local environment sustainability and shopping local and all of that for your food did you know that this was a thing <laughs> so sometimes people just don't know and they're not ill-intentioned they're just ignorant or they just don't have the facts in front of them. And I was like that for some time until I realized, oh my gosh, wake up, Roxy. Like, what are you doing? And then I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot go back. This is like ridiculous. I cannot be supporting any of this um, that I didn't agree with what was happening in the world. So that's just me trying to create a better place for everyone to live in. Like, don't you want that? Don't you want the earth to last longer <laughs> and that we can successfully sustain more generations here on earth? That's just kind of my part in trying to play to like protect animals, protect the planet. Also being mindful of eating in the most healthy way that you possibly could without being, uh, without causing any suffering to our environment or our ecosystems or our animals, especially we love animals. Like it just, it's a win-win-win to me. Like it just totally makes sense. 
And another aspect, of course, spiritually, it just makes me feel much lighter. Like I don't have a guilty conscience anymore of going through this roller coaster of emotions of like eating meat and then feeling bad. Like, why did I do that? Like now my body feels bad, but also I feel bad for harming an animal. So you just, just, I just don't have time to deal with that. (laughs) So being vegan ultimately to me, it's easier for me because I don't have to feel guilty about my everyday decisions about what I put into my mouth. Whereas people might think, oh, it's so restrictive. Like you're always thinking about what you're eating. And I'm like, not really, because it it just makes me, it just makes it that easy for me to like refuse donuts at work or not have to decide which meat should I eat that causes the least environmental footprint, carbon footprint, or the least animal suffering. Like I just don't even have to think about it at all for a conscious consumer that I am, that I can just easily just feel happy with my decision of never touching that stuff and it's just honestly makes it even easier for me that i don't have to go through another layer of deciphering and discernment about what i put into my mouth and what i wear and what i purchase to me it's just much more relieving to me to know that i'm doing what i can based on the information that i've learned and how i truly feel on a spiritual level all right i'm happy to get into anything more in specifics about my life experiences about veganism my background about china whatever it is that you are more interested in if you become a patron on my patreon which there's going to be a link in the show notes to find it that means that you're actually going to get exclusive access to content that's never been seen before by anyone else you'll also get to see any polls that i put up on suggestions for future episodes or anything you want me to dive into deeper about what i talked about today you're actually going to get three days earlier access to those posts and more likely that your answers will be seen and addressed and answered by me on a future episode so i highly encourage you if you feel in your heart to contribute to my show and my work by becoming a patron on the Patreon page. If it's easier for you to go to the direct link, it's patreon, P-A-T-E-O-N.com slash M-F-M-P. So I'm going to stop it there. I think I've talked quite a lot about myself in the About Me episodes. So I hope you enjoyed the ride for now. And I hope you garnered some more insight about who I am and why I am the way that I am. (laughs) And hope to talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. You can now drop me a voicemail that might be aired in a future episode. You'll find the link in my Twitter and Instagram bios at mfmppod. Subscribe to my YouTube channel by searching many faces, many places, all in one word. Lastly, make sure to tap the follow button on your favorite podcasting app to stay tuned for new episodes.